0: Hi, and welcome to Lamplighter Podcast. My name is Rebecca, and this is my squirrel friend, Momo. Hello, kids! We have an exciting story for you today! In each of our stories, we are going to learn about one virtue. A virtue is anything that is good and right and true. Virtues are like little lights that shine
1: bright and beautiful in a story. Can I tell them about letters from Momo? Go ahead! I want to send you a real letter in the mail once a month. In my letters, I will tell you more silly forest stories, talk about virtues, and show you a real historical person who practiced that virtue. Oh, and uh, I'll also talk about acorns. If you would like to get letters from Momo in the mail
0: once a month, just ask your adult to visit LamplighterKids.com. If you sign up before the 20th, you will get a letter from Momo for that month. Visit lamplighterkids.com for more information. So, are you ready? Come and listen while we light the way to your imagination. Hi, Momo. How are you doing today? I'm doing supery,
1: supery great
0: i think i know why you're doing so great our Our book book is is finally finished finished. momo and i have been working very hard to make a special children's book just for you
1: we can't wait to share it with you the book is called jerome's journey a story about the virtue of patience some of you may recognize it because rebecca told the story a while ago here on lamplighter And, do you want to tell them about your part in the book, Momo? Well, if you guys have ever wondered how I became a talking squirrel and how I met Rebecca, you don't need to wonder any longer. I share the story in this book. Also, I thought it would be fun to show you a map of my house in the book, too. I can't wait for you guys to see my place and where I store all my acorns. If you want to learn more about it and where to
0: pre-order it, just tell your adult to visit our website at LamplighterKids.com.
1: Okay, I think me and all our listeners have had to wait a long time for part two of our June and Dipty's adventure. Do you think we can maybe start the story now? Of course, Momo. Thank you, and thank you to all my listeners
0: for being patient, waiting for the last part of our episode. So without further ado, let's find out what happens to Arjun and Dipti. Arjun didn't even have to wake up early this morning because he hadn't slept all night. This was the day they were going to try and escape the garden to rescue Dipty. He and Dipty's family had been planning this day for almost a week now, and it had finally arrived. It had taken them a couple days to find a friendly bird, since most of them just flew off whenever the peacocks came. But soon they found one. The bird told them about a secret passageway that could get the peacocks out of the garden. She told them that there just happened to be a large drain hole on the far corner of the garden. There was a thick bush all along the inside of that wall, which was why nobody had noticed it before. But the bird promised that if the peacocks could just clear away a section of the bush, there would be a hole just big enough for them to push through and get to the other side. Dipti's family and Arjun were so happy with this news. They weren't sure if there was any escaping the garden, but now they knew a way. After finding this out, the hard work began. The peacocks spent every day trying to make a hole through the thick bush so that they could reach the hole in the wall. It took a lot more effort than they thought, They didn't want any gardeners or workers to see what they were doing. They knew that if they were discovered trying to escape, the hole would be closed off forever. Shah Jahan did not want his peacocks escaping his garden. Arjun shuddered at this thought. It was his last hope to see Dipdi again, and he didn't want to ruin it. Finally, after a few days, they had done it. They had broken away the last thick strands of bush and stared through an open hole in the wall. It was small, but they could still fit. We did it, Dipti's brother, Kirin, breathed heavily as they all stared at the hole, shaking off dirt and small sticks from their feathers. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go rescue my sister. Arjun felt like running through that hole right then and there, but... The older and wiser peacocks knew better. They pointed out that the sun had just set and the night would be settling down soon. There were stories of tigers and poachers and all sorts of things that they didn't want to run into out there in the dark. Arjun and Kirin both felt disappointed. They wanted to get going right away, but they saw the wisdom in the elderly peacocks advice. So they all covered up the hole with loose sticks and went on their separate ways to sleep for the night. They needed all the energy they could get before they started their journey early in the morning. You ready, Arjun? Kirin, Dipty's brother, strolled up under Arjun's tree as the first beams of sunlight began to hit the top of the wall. You're awake too, I see, Arjun said. I'm assuming you couldn't sleep either. I'm so ready to get out there. Kirin smiled, you and me alike. It can't be too long now. I bet my parents and the others will be awake soon. Once they're awake, we can go. Arjun looked around at the peaceful garden. He had never in his life wanted to leave this place. It was his home, and he loved it he looked over at the big pieces of carved white stones and wondered if he'd ever be able to watch the workers build the Taj Mahal again. But when he thought about Dipti and all the fun they had together and how much they loved each other, he knew it was worth it to leave. Being with her and making sure she was okay was way more important to him than staying in the comforts of this garden. Plus, if everything went well they would be back here anyways, if everything went well. He looked down at Kitten, who was silently gazing at the wall in the distance. They would find out soon enough what lay beyond those walls. Arjun couldn't believe how easy it had been to walk through the drain and into the outside world. Now the small flock of peacocks found themselves wandering along the dusty back streets of the village, marveling at the difference of this outside world. The bird had told them that they needed to travel towards the river and then turn north, and if they walked along the river long enough, they would run right into Shah Jahan's new vacation palace. So, with fear and excitement, the flock of birds quietly made their way along the outside wall of the palace and down towards the river. It was still early morning, and the streets were quiet, as most of the villagers hadn't awoken. The small houses surrounding the palace were still a little ways off, and thankfully the dirt road that they were following was surrounded by large palms and plants that hid them pretty well. Now that they'd come this far, the last thing any of them wanted was to be caught and returned back to the palace. Look, I see the riverbank there! Kitten opened his wings with excitement. Everyone flapped faster down towards the river. Arjun had never seen it before. He had only heard about it, and it was wider and more beautiful than he had imagined. Its water was so still that he could clearly see the clouds above reflected on its surface. Wow, said Dipti's mother. It's so much bigger than our fountains back at home. When they reached the riverbank, they all turned north, making their way up the low, muddy banks of the river. The sun was steadily rising, and now they began to hear noises from the village beyond. A couple of times they heard the jangle of feet approaching, and they jumped into a nearby bush or an upturned boat to hide as women collected water from the great river. How much longer? Kirin whispered while they all hid inside a bush, watching a couple women laugh and collect water nearby. Hopefully it's not much further, said Dipti's mother. The bird said it shouldn't take too long. Thankfully, the bird was right. The flock rounded the next slow bend of the river and stopped when they saw it. A great building made of red stones rose above the river like a giant. Its spires stretched to the sky, showing off their intricate carvings and designs. It reminded them a bit of the palace they had just left behind, beautiful and calm. The bird said we wouldn't have a problem knowing which one was the Shah's large vacation home, and she was right, Arjun said. The peacocks laughed nervously. They couldn't believe they had made it this far, but now the next stage of their adventure would begin, getting into this palace garden. Come on, this way, Arjun said, looking for the place in the wall that the bird had described to them. She said the drain pipe came out of the wall and into the river. We'd just have to go far enough down to find hey, it. Hey, what are you doing here? The peacocks all jumped and turned around. A woman was standing behind them, holding a bucket of water with a man at her side.
1: Peacocks out here, she said. You must be from Shah Jahan's palace. Yes, indeed said the
0: man with a greedy look on his face. And I bet if we return them to him, we will get a nice reward. The man and woman looked at each other and smiled. They put down their buckets and quickly made their way towards the peacocks, hands outstretched, to catch them. The flock did the only thing they could do. They flapped and ran. Arjun turned toward the river, hoping desperately that he could find that drainpipe in the wall before he got caught. He had made it this far. Now he had to find Dipti. There was a lot of squawking and honking coming from behind him, but he didn't turn around to look. He just kept running. Then, there! There it was! He couldn't believe his eyes. Just like the bird had said. There was a large drain pipe just above the river's edge. He sped up. When his feet hit the muddy banks, though, he lost all control, slipping around in a whole circle and finally falling with a splash into the river. Now, if there's one thing peacocks aren't good at, it's swimming. Arjun's feathers filled with water and became so heavy that he could barely lift them. He kept his long neck above the water, breathing hard and trying desperately to make his way towards the open pipe just out of his reach. He felt his feathers dragging him backwards into the river. This couldn't be happening. There, those ones are getting away over there, he heard the humans yell. Arjun felt hope leaving him as he struggled to get into the drain his feathers too heavy and slippery to make the small jump. He was this close, but now he would never see Dipty again. He closed his eyes, knowing that any second now, he would be caught. Arjun, hold on to this! Arjun looked up and saw Kirin's face sticking out of the drainpipe. Somehow, someway, he had already gotten in. Inside Kitten's mouth, there was a thick root. He waved it around desperately for Arjun to grab at the other end. Without a second thought, Arjun grabbed the root with all his might and felt his body slowly lifting out of the water and into the pipe. Once his whole body had been dragged in, he used his feet and desperately scrambled his way up further into the pipe, pushing Kitten backwards and landing with a wet thud in the dirt on the other side. They heard the humans yell in frustration, right on the other side of the pipe.
1: Those two got away, said the woman. Well, at least we got the others. Come on, let's take them back and ask for a little reward for all of our efforts.
0: Arjun and Kitten lay sprawled amongst the dirt. Breathing hard, they looked at each other. Kitten's white feathers were now brown from dirt, and there were small sticks coming out every which way. Our June wasn't much better; his soaking wet feathers clung to his body, making him look like a little pokey pile of bones. The two friends began to laugh. They laughed harder and harder each time they looked at each other. You look, you look so funny, said Arjun, rolling
1: all over the floor with laughter. I look funny. You should see yourself. You look like a peachick that just hatched. Kitten <laughs>
0: wheezed, rolling around in the dirt even more. Their laughter stopped abruptly when they heard someone calling their names from the garden. Kitten? Arjun? The familiar voice made them both jump to their feet, looking all around. Then, Arjun saw her. Dipti was standing a few feet away in complete disbelief at what she was seeing. But how did you two get in here and why in the world do you look like that? Arjun felt he could fly. He was so happy to see her. He quickly ran over to give her a large, dirty, wet hug. Dipti was so happy to see him, she didn't even mind, and hugged him back jumping and laughing with amazement at the sight. Arjun, it's so good to see you and Kitten. She let go of Arjun and ran over to her brother, hugging him as well, adding more dirt to her white feathers. I don't understand how you guys are here in my garden, but this is so wonderful. Come, come over here and tell me everything. The three of them found a shady place to sit, and told Dipty their story. I sure hope Mother and everyone else are okay, Dipty said with worry in her voice. Oh, they'll be fine, said Kiran. The humans kept saying they just wanted to take them back to the palace for their reward. I'm sure they're there now wondering what happened to us. But what about you, Dipty? Tell us your story. They listened with interest as Dipti told them about how frightened she had been when she was first caught and how much she had missed everyone. She told them about how amazing this garden was and how she had grown to love it the last few days, but of course she hadn't planned on staying. She had actually been trying to plan her own escape, but now she saw that she wouldn't need to. Oh, and how could I have forgotten... I have something amazing I want you guys to see. Dipti jumped up, grinning widely. Arjun, you especially are going to love this. Confused, Arjun followed Dipti, with Kiran close behind. As they walked through the garden, Arjun found himself amazed at the beautiful plants and trees here. It was very different from his own beloved garden, but the difference only made it more stunning. He wanted to take his time and look at the new fruits and colorful fountains, but Dipti was walking fast, making her way to the other end with much excitement. Where are you taking us? Arjun said. To see something amazing. Here, come up into this tree with me. She opened her graceful white wings and flapped up into a tall tree. Arjun and Kitten looked at each other and then... One by one followed. Up the tree they went, branch by branch, until they could see just above the garden walls. Arjun wanted to ask Thipti why she had brought them all the way up here when a bright light caught his eye. He looked over the wall to see where it was coming from, and then he saw it. There, just beyond the wall, stood something he thought he would never see. The Great Taj Mahal. It was incomplete, of course, still under construction, but it was unmistakable nonetheless. The white stones that he knew so well were piled together in a breathtaking display of beauty. Arjun was speechless. This is it, Arjun. This is what all those workers have been working on for years. When I first arrived at this garden, I was so sad. I missed you so much and all my family, but the minute I found this tree and saw over the wall to the great Taj Mahal, I knew that it would be okay. I knew that I'd find you again one day and show you this. Little did I know that you'd end up finding me first. Isn't it magnificent?" For a moment, the three peacocks stared in wonder at the sight. Somewhere in the distant village, a song began to play. Filling the air with music, Dipti began to hum along and then added her own song to the air. Just like the walls of the great Taj Mahal, our love is built for each other. Loving is learning to do what is best for each other's hands. From then on, life took a slightly different turn for Dipti and Arjun. They decided that they didn't want to give up this new garden with its magnificent view of the Taj Mahal. So, they chose to live there for good. Now that they knew how to get back and forth between the two palaces, the decision was an easy one. They could still travel and see their family whenever they wanted and they got a lot better at avoiding humans. But then they would return to the Shah's wonderful vacation palace in the shadow of the great Taj Mahal. During their days, Arjun and Dipti did what they always loved to do, sit in the tree and watch the workers build up the great white walls. Over the years, they watched it slowly rise higher and higher above the river until at last it was complete. They enjoyed the sunrises and sunsets painting the white walls with glorious yellows, reds, and oranges. This great monument, built in the name of a deep love, was also what had made their love for each other begin all those years ago, and it was something they never wanted to forget. Of course, they also shared this same love with all their pea chicks that came along over the years. Their little peach chicks filled the garden with many squeaks, clucks, and a lot of energy. But when they got tired, they often joined their parents up in the favorite tree. They were always asking to hear their stories about love and the other garden where they came from and the adventure that had brought them together. They learned that love isn't always easy. Often it can lead to pathways that require great bravery and strength. But, in the end, it is always worth the adventure.
1: I just love happy endings! I can't believe that Dipti's new garden was so close to the Taj Mahal. It made a perfect home for them and their pea chicks. It
0: really did. But, Arjun didn't know that when he first left his garden. Our virtue in this story today is love. Arjun practiced true love when he chose to leave his comfortable garden to make sure that Dipti was okay. Love is more than a feeling, although the feeling is nice too. It's about action. When you truly love someone, you will do things to
1: show them that love. Kinda like how I gave my love notes to all my friends and acorns last time. That's right, although I'm not sure
0: the acorns really felt loved by that, but that's the right concept. Giving someone a nice note, helping them around the house or in the classroom, giving gifts, sharing a hug, or spending time with them are just some ways you can show someone you love them and they can show you that they love you, too. Alright, it's question time! Question 1. What are some of your favorite ways to show someone you love them? Question 2. What are some of your favorite ways for someone to show you that they love you?
1: I have a question, too!
0: Oh, really, Momo? What is it?
1: Can you read me our book again? I know we already read Jerome's journey earlier today and the day before that and the day before that and the day before that, but I kind of want to read it again. I love the pictures. Of course,
0: Momo. That sounds great to me. And just a reminder, if you want to read our book too, just ask your adult to go to our website, lamplighterkids.com, to see how to pre-order it. I look forward to sharing another story with you very soon. Come on, Momo. Let's go! Thanks for listening to Lamplighter Podcast today. If you liked our story, please leave us a review. It really helps other listeners find these stories. If you're interested in subscribing to Letters from Momo, just visit our website at LamplighterKids.com. I also love to hear from my listeners. You can email me anytime at lamplighterkids at gmail.com.